I really hope that you're enjoying this summer sermon series called Long Story Short. It's just a great chance for us to get into our Bibles, revisiting some very special stories, like the stories of Adam and Eve, of Gideon and Esther. And these are all stories that give the wonderful opportunity to see how God interacted with people just like you and me, but years ago in the past, and that provides us with so many helpful insights for the present. Now today, before I tell you a fourth Bible story, I want to step aside with you into my non-clinical auditory evaluation office where I will conduct a hearing test for all of you free of charge. And I'm doing this because I know that you will only benefit from today's Bible story to the degree that you can hear it. So please come, join me please, for a quick hearing test. Thank you so much for joining me for this quick hearing test. The hearing test that I'm going to conduct with you is a simple pin drop test. I will drop a pin and if you can hear the pin drop, then we'll know that you can hear and that you're listening. For the test, I'll be dropping two pins. And if you haven't done so already, now would be a good time just to quiet yourself and perhaps turn up the volume on your television or your device and get ready to find out if you can hear the pins drop. I'll be dropping the pins onto this tinfoil audio enhancement device so that you will know what sound to be listening for. I will be dropping the two pins, one right after the other. And if you're able, please let me know in the chat function if you could hear one or both pins drop. So now we'll begin with pin one. And now pin number two. It seems that most of you passed the hearing test, hearing either the little straight pin dropped first or the bigger hitch pin dropped second, and that's great. So now that it's quiet enough to hear a pin drop, I encourage all of you who have ears to hear to now listen to the story of Samuel. This true story takes us back in time about 3,000 years to a town named Shiloh, which is where the people of God met to worship the Lord in the tabernacle before the temple was later built in the city of Jerusalem. The Bible explains that when the Israelites settled in the land of Canaan, the tabernacle which they had carried around with them for, from place to place in the wilderness for 40 years was finally set up more permanently in the city of Shiloh. As a result, Shiloh became a very happening place for over 300 years all because the tabernacle was there, the place that God had chosen to reside in the midst of his people. You can imagine that busy place. It had a large bronze altar near the entrance where priests made sacrifices for the sins of the people. And further inside in the holy place, the interior of the tent was illuminated by a big golden lampstand that had seven oil lamps with flames that burned brightly. 
In the innermost part of the tabernacle, in the Holy of Holies, the Ark of the Covenant was kept, which contained the Ten Commandments, which God had written with his finger on two stone tablets. Worship activities took place in Shiloh every day, but it was there they also celebrated special festivals throughout the year when many, if not all, of the Israelites would travel to Shiloh, bringing sacrifices and coming to worship God in the tabernacle. Among the Israelites living at that time, there was a husband and wife whose names were Elkanah and Hannah. And you need to know that these two wanted to have children. They tried to have children, but years went by and Hannah did not become pregnant. And this made them very sad. One year, when Hannah and Elkanah traveled to Shiloh for the annual worship festival, she stood in the tabernacle and prayed earnestly to God. Full of sadness and sincerity, she asked God to bless them with a son. She was praying silently with tears running down her face. Her lips were moving, but only God could hear what she was saying because her prayer was silent. And she told God that if he would bless them with a son, she would give her boy, give the boy to serve the Lord all the days of his life. When the high priest, who was named Eli, who was seated nearby, saw Hannah standing there with her lips moving and no sounds coming out, he thought she was probably drunk. And when he asked her, Hannah said, no, no, that's not it. I am just deeply troubled and I have poured out my soul to God in prayer. Moved by that, the high priest responded to her saying, Go in peace, and may the God of Israel grant you what you have asked of him. Hannah then went out, leaving her tears behind, confident that God had heard her prayer. And sure enough, before very long, Hannah became pregnant, and she gave birth to a son and she gave him the name Samuel. Hannah didn't forget her vow to God, and when Samuel was no longer a baby, she took him back to Shiloh, to Eli, the high priest in the tabernacle, and with praise to God, who had heard and answered her prayer, she gave her son Samuel to serve the Lord. Even though Samuel was just a young boy, he stayed at the tabernacle, and helped out in all kinds of ways, caring for things that needed to be done, including having the responsibility to open the doors to the tabernacle every morning. His mother, Hannah, would come and visit him regularly, and as he kept growing, she brought him new clothes that she had made, linen robes, which he could wear as he helped out at the tabernacle. The Bible explains to us that at that time, it wasn't common to hear words from the Lord. Earlier, people like Moses and Joshua had heard from the Lord more frequently. And then as time went on, it seemed that less people were hearing from God. And by Samuel's time, the Bible tells us that a word from the Lord was rare. Knowing this heightens the surprise factor in this story of Samuel. It was the end of another busy day in the tabernacle in Shiloh. And young Samuel yawned a big yawn, and he stretched his arms. It was bedtime, and Samuel was sleepy. And so he went to where his bed was, and he lied down. 
and he closed his eyes. Then something strange happened. Just as Samuel was going to sleep, he heard someone call, Samuel, Samuel. Well, Samuel sat straight up in bed. Eli must be calling me, he said. Samuel jumped out of his bed. He ran to where Eli was sleeping, and he said, Here I am. You called me? Old Eli woke up, and he rolled over and looked surprised. I didn't call you. Go back to bed, Samuel. So Samuel went back to bed and lay down. Everything was quiet again. Samuel, Samuel. Samuel heard the voice again. He jumped out of bed and he ran to Eli. Here I am. You called me. No, Eli said. I did not call you. Now please go back to bed. So Samuel returned to his bed and lay down. A third time, Samuel heard the voice, Samuel, Samuel. And again, Samuel jumped out of bed and ran to Eli. Here I am, you called me? Then in the middle of the night, it dawned on Eli what was happening. He realized that God might be calling to Samuel. So Eli instructed Samuel, telling him, here is what to do. When you hear the voice again, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Young Samuel made a mental note of what to say if he heard the voice again, and he went back to his bed and lay down. At that point, I don't think he was very sleepy, and I imagine he was listening to hear just in case God might speak to him. And sure enough, it wasn't long before Samuel heard the voice calling to him a fourth time, Samuel, Samuel. And this time, Samuel responded saying, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Then something wonderful happened. God spoke to Samuel. God gave Samuel an important message regarding Eli. And the next morning when Eli wondered what God had said, Samuel was able to share God's message with him. The story of Samuel that I just shared with you is a fascinating true story from the Bible that teaches us an important lesson. Thanks to a boy who wasn't much older than many of you children who are listening to this message, we can all learn to listen better to God. Someone has said, and I believe it, that listening is the key to all effective communication. Without the ability to listen effectively, messages are easily misunderstood. If there is one communication skill that we should aim to master, then listening it is. I believe that's true, but I also know that it's hard. At times when we should be listening, we are physically present, but mentally absent. Sometimes our attitudes or our preconceived ideas make it extremely hard to listen well. At other times, when we should be listening, we are busy trying to talk. And on top of all of those challenges, I know that there are many people who struggle with hearing, and they're already at a disadvantage when it comes to listening. Sometimes life is just so busy, all we can hear is noise, 
and it's hard to listen to other things that are important. This is a concern. It's a concern because if you and I have to struggle to listen effectively to one another as fellow human beings, to listen to people with whom we can talk fairly easily, either by telephone or by meeting face to face, how much more likely will we struggle to listen to God who we cannot see? If we can't hear God or if we don't listen to God, we run the very real risk of missing important messages from him. Thankfully, today's Bible story can help us all hear God better because what Eli taught Samuel is a hearing aid to help us better hear God's voice. Eli's counsel to Samuel was to say to the Lord, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. I want us all to memorize that prayer today. It's not too hard. I know many of you have already successfully memorized a much longer biblical prayer, the Lord's Prayer, which is uh, something like 66 words long, while in contrast, Samuel's prayer is only seven words long. Even though it's shorter, it's still a very, very good prayer to memorize and to pray frequently. Memorize this prayer and use this prayer because this prayer that Eli taught to Samuel is a hearing aid to help us all hear God's voice. The prayer is, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Now please take note that this hearing aid has three parts. Just like the three little bones in our inner ears that work together to help us to hear, and those are the hammer, the anvil, and the stirrup, the three parts of this hearing aid work together to help us hear God. And the three parts are the opening, the humbling, and the listening. The first part of this hearing aid, it's very important for us to be able to hear God. It's the opening. It's opening ourselves up to God, inviting him to speak to us. That's what Eli counseled Samuel to do when he instructed him to say, Speak, Lord. How frequently are we deaf to God simply because we're not open to having him speak to us? Perhaps consciously or unconsciously, we are closed to hearing God speak. The Bible tells us in 1 Samuel that at that time it was rare for people to hear the word of the Lord. And I don't know exactly why that was, but it makes me wonder if perhaps people were not open to hear him. I like to think that God is communicating all the time. It isn't always audible like when he called Samuel's name. Nevertheless, the Bible does tell us that God speaks to us through Scripture and he speaks to us through his creation. This is probably why someone has stated, God is always speaking, but who is listening? Who's open to hear him speak? So the first important part of the hearing aid that Eli offered to Samuel is the opening being open to hear from God by saying to him, Speak, Lord. Now the second part of the hearing aid which Eli gave to Samuel 
is the humbling. Eli instructed Samuel to refer to God as the Lord and to refer to himself as the Lord's servant. To call God Lord recognizes his authority and to call oneself the Lord's servant requires humility and a readiness to do God's will, to obey him. Humility always helps our hearing while pride and arrogance deafens us. If we are full of ourselves, if we are full of pride, if we think we know what is always best, it will be very hard to hear God. Eli's hearing aid invites us to recognize God as Lord and to humbly identify ourselves as the Lord's servants. So when it comes to listening to God, it's important to have these two roles clear. God first and us second. That is the humbling part of the hearing aid that Eli offered to Samuel and which we can use today. Now the third and final part of the hearing aid is the listening. Did you notice what Samuel said to God after he used Eli's hearing aid? What did Samuel say next after saying, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. At that point, Samuel did what so many of us find hard to do. He said nothing. He was quiet. And this makes perfect sense, doesn't it? In order to start listening, we need to stop talking. I'd like us to have fun with something that I think will help us to remember this. Take a moment with me and look at the word listen. It has six letters. What is another six-letter word that we can spell using these same letters? When you come up with another word using these six letters, if you can, please type your answer into the chat function. What are you coming up with? I am looking for a certain six-letter word which can be formed using all of the letters found in the word listen. I know there's a few different options, but I wonder how many of you noticed that you can take the letters from the word listen and also spell the word silent. Maybe this coincidence will help us to remember something important. Silent is always a part of listen. So good for you. Great work if you found the word silent. And congratulations as well if you found some of the other words you can make with these letters. Words like tinsel, enlist, or inlets. Good for you. But what I really want you to remember is that listen and silent are always found together. It's stating the obvious that the quieter we become, the more we will be able to hear. Thinking of a quiet time, I want to encourage you to start using this hearing aid, particularly at night, taking advantage of the silence. Perhaps when you settle into bed and turn off the light, or when you first wake up in the morning, and especially if you happen to wake up in the middle of the night, I encourage you to use Eli's hearing aid to help you listen to God. Just pray the short prayer, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening.
and then be quiet. Our human tendency is to not listen well. It is concerning that even though I think all of us passed the pin-drop hearing test, we still frequently have difficulty listening, and as a result, we can miss important messages. If we miss what God has to say to us, we can be sure that we're missing important things. This is true if God wants to communicate a message to us audibly like he did to Samuel. It's also true if God wants to communicate something to us through his word and scripture. And it's true even if God simply wants to impress something upon us through others or through his creation. If we cannot hear or if we do not listen, we will find ourselves in the precarious situation of having missed important messages from God. Thankfully, through today's Bible story, we have received a hearing aid to help prevent that. The hearing aid has three parts. The opening, which is an invitation for God to speak. The humbling, which is an attitude of humbleness and a willingness to be obedient. And then the listening, which is a readiness to be silent and listen. This hearing aid is a prayer that we can all memorize and pray frequently. I want to imagine God calling all of our names today, and I want to imagine all of us responding to him in the same way that Eli taught Samuel, saying, Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. As we sing the closing song for this service today, please let it be an expression of the prayer of your heart, essentially saying to him, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening.